you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had some filet mignon, put the asparagus in the uh, air fryer. It's pretty good. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damaschek. The update I know you crave, what Spaghetti craves when he takes out a plate, puts some food on it. He's trying to live the healthy lifestyle, but unfortunately, his alter ego, Eddie Spaghetti, too often won't let it happen. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're a little bit in flux because we don't know who we're going to talk to by the end of this show. Really? But I, well, I know one person we're going to talk to. Let's say hello to him right now all the way from London, England, our resident Miami Dolphins fan back. In case you missed it, he did announce that he was going to take a year hiatus, but a month ago he decided he's back in thanks to Josh Rosen. It's handsome Hank. No time. No time for that. No, indeed. Handsome, before we get into it, I'm sorry. I just finished off uh, a lunch that also, since we're really veering away from pigskin and just pig and all other kind mm-hmm. of foods and talking more and well, more. Just horrible. being pigs. Right, right. You, Eddie Spaghetti. By the way, somebody did uh, on the Twitter machine say that Handsome Hank was, was actually handsome. They took <laughs> note of, kind of the fact. Eddie also responded to that. Oh no! Some you responded and said, "I if only I could lose thirty five pounds." Then we'd really be cooking with gas, you know. Okay. Then I'm going to make an effort, but it, it my lifestyle doesn't necessarily lend itself to a thirty five pound weight loss. I know, but but uh, don't be selfish. As we found out on the last episode, some people don't know how to cook without gas. They right. don't know how if you if you give them charcoal briquettes, charcoal not happening. They're lost, you know. But look at a plan you, for an indoor spe- smoker anyway. 
<laughs> not a gas smoker. So I'm confused about. I had someone tweet at me uh, who's from like the the SoCal area. Said like, "Come on over. I'll show you how to grill properly with charcoal." So I, I said, "I just don't have a charcoal grill anymore, so it wouldn't really." Someone I saw on Twitter, maybe you put it on there, had turned a filing cabinet hmm. into a smoker. Oh, wow. Like an old disused filing cabinet. They had like the middle drawer was full of wood and then the top drawer was full of what you were smoking and then chimney on the roof. What are the That's top awful. foods for that? We do have some football to discuss, but uh, but now that we're knee deep into food talk, let's uh, let's continue. What are the number one foods or, or the number one things you can do to almost any food and it'll come out tasting good? Like we've talked about. Well, we'll start there. Smoke. If you have a Smoking. smoker, if you smoke any food, it tastes good. Yes. People say, oh, I love. I mean, there must, there must be some foods that you wouldn't, but it, the basics, meats, fishes. Well, people always like, oh, I love smoked whitefish. Smoked whitefish yeah. is my favorite kind of fish. Like, yeah, smoke anything. Anything. And yeah. it will taste good. We've also But not smoked of- spaghetti. Mm, I don't know. I haven't tried it, so I can't, I don't think, I can't my reject guess it. My guess is it wouldn't taste good. I also have had, you know, Smoke like Jesus could though, isn't we, it? Yes, it is. We've yeah. talked a great deal about uh, about the greatest fraud perpetrated on society over the last hundred years, or at least in the top ten, is uh, this nonsense about lobster being a uh, a luxury item that you that whatever it costs, who cares? Because because the rare gift of a delicious two pound lobster or whatever, yeah, just dip it in drawn butter. Right. Right? But but That's guess what? what? We're doing. Dip anything in drawn butter. It it's tastes good. Be good. I thought of another one recently, and I can't think of what it. What that tastes good, but it's only tastes good. <coughs> just what you, whatever you put on it, right. or in it, or whatever, prepare mm. it. It always is going to taste good because of what the surroundings are. Is there another one that that lends itself so generously, so selflessly? I mean, drawn butter sets an example for for the well, rest. We of were us. talking about the sort of the the. Bayonnaise, hollandaise sauce family. Mm. Like that is the same idea, right? You're, yeah, except I don't that, like it. Well, you're an idiot. I, I like every, I, that, that's, that's not a nice thing to say. And it gives me half a mind to, uh, what are you doing there? Bacon wrap. Oh, bacon wrap. I thought you were saying get over this subject. No, like, look, look fat dude. You're the one who <laughs> likes talking <laughs> that's about how food. I wrap my stuff with bacon. Bacon wrap. Circular <laughs> motion. What, what are the things you've ever wrapped in bacon? You could do uh, like bacon wrapped scallops. I've seen right. bacon that's wrapped uh, Brussels sprouts. Seen that? I've seen bacon wrapped. I've seen people do a full burger and you get multiple strips of bacon on going wrap both that directions. There, right? Yeah, like a plus sign mm-hmm. around that. How uh, about just fruits? Bait. Well, Dates? they do. Have you ever had? A, have you ever had some Dates? nice prosciutto wrapped around yeah, your course. cantaloupe? Yeah, yeah. Delicious. It That's seems fantastic. weird. It doesn't look right, That's but it tastes. Thing. My friend just went to Italy. Said you can't go anywhere without them serving melon wrapped in, uh, in prosciutto. In prosciutto yeah. There's nowhere to go in, the, to go. in the nation. He said, of, it shock- of Italy. he said it was shocking how every place yeah. just automatically gave that out. Um, I've you know when I first got to LA, I thought it didn't look right. It looked uh, it looked too indulgent for me. On the streets, when bars close, there are there's almost a ubiquitous guy there with uh, with a, a wiener grill, mm-hmm. and he's got uh, all his wieners lined up, and they're all wrapped in garlic, and it, it smells divine. Have you mm. ever had one of those? No. Divine How do you swine. Wrap a wiener in garlic. Somebody should name a TV show that and sell it to the Food Network. Divine swine, all manner of uh, swine prep. Pig pig based food. I'm going to pitch that to Joe Thomas next time I see him. 
or yeah. Jeff Schwartz. They both love to, to cook stuff. Yeah. Name drop times two. Hey, real uh, something else I want to drop uh, that is uh, an unpleasant subject. But before I forget, Amelia Fest is uh, on behalf of uh, of our little girly from our family who passed away a couple of years ago. She should be turning 16 this summer. Um, but you can uh, go to Amelia Fest. It's E-M-I-L-I-A fest.com and contribute to cannonball kids cancer they they raise money for children fighting cancer providing better treatments quality of life so on and so forth so i know you see a lot of these and hear a lot of these requests but if you have uh if you have the ability to do so um go over to ameliafest.com and uh and throw a little bit of support that way if you don't mind much obliged for that um what else did I have to mention to you before we jump in here? Hopefully, well, we're going to talk to in the coming few show. We'll see if David Carr shows up. We're hoping to catch we're up. We're hoping with David, David Carr. Carr is coming. Here. There's been a lot of strife of late, football related strife. David Carr sat where you sit right now, handsome Hank, about two weeks ago. I was here. Yeah, and he said that uh, Joe Montana, when ranking the Super Bowl era quarterbacks is not in his top 10. Joe Montana out of the top 10. A lot of people very upset with that, including ESPN's Lewis Riddick and people like that. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. You know, it's a football opinion. Yep. Settle down, everybody. But anyhow, yep. that's what, uh, that's what, that was. So we'll let him respond to that and we'll get an update from him on AB and how it's going up there in the East Bay. And then a more recent conflict. We started out on the last episode talking about what uh, Don McNabb laid out there. He said he's better than Troy Aikman and belongs in the Hall of fame we kind of got off of that fairly quickly he's not as good as troy aikman we you don't just, think well you're just not going to be able to compare those two no guys. i don't one think guy so, won, but I guess one guy won three super Bowls. some so people what are you some do? people might disagree including <clears throat> donnie himself right if you yeah I mean, yeah right if, unless you're in the bag for yourself or you uh know donnie mcnab chunky mcnab as i call him based on his uh, successful yeah. commercial campaign yeah and also his physique well and also the fact he blew chunks on the field during the Super Bowl. You know what? With Donovan McNabb, I'm glad you said that. You know, people always point out it's a good thing that wasn't captured on video because the video makes it so much worse. If Donovan McNabb had, if we, if there, if the football nation in the final moments of that Super Bowl had thrown up, and we all just watched him throw up on the field, would that have uh, expedited the end of his career? Imagine if would it would we be think one of, of him differently. Imagine if it's the line of scrimmage, you know, you get that nice close up, you know, of a quarterback just pre snap, and then he just buffed on, on the center's pants <laughs> right in <laughs> front of him. Yeah, that's a good question. Like it, he didn't, at least to, it was in a good moment where it was like, apparently it happened on the field by, you know, by all accounts, but it wasn't like when they were at the line of scrimmage. It's um, that's a good point. Yeah, you, you'd have to be a fairly proficient directional vomiter to not hit any of your teammates in, in that tight offensive right. huddle, right? I mean, I can tell you, I think we're about a year away from um, uh, we were one podcast we did almost exactly a year ago where I um, unfortunately had to leave mm. very close to the end, then tried to throw up out of the window of my car and instead flooded the footwell with sick. Well, one of the, um, one of, one of the great highlights in the... Uh, in the long history of the DDFP here in <laughs> yeah, Studio Six, it was a huge highlight. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're. I never really put two into it. You are our Donovan McNabb because you're also chunky, but also not a good directional vomiter. Oh no, no, I was trying not to vomit into my car. Instead, I vomited solely in my That's car. That's right. You had to open your car door on the freeway, and and as I locked eyes with a gardener 
Who are there? I'm surprised there aren't any um, more clever colloquialisms from from you, the, our UK representative. You use the same ones. Which one? You have a different word. English people, as people uh, like to make light of, have different words for uh, right. basic items. What's a telly again? Television. Television, right. Yeah. Um, you have all those different words. What's a bus? A lift? No, no, no a taxi is a lift. Any, whatever, you know what they are. It's weird that you don't have better colloquialisms than we have. Blow chunks is what Englishmen say. Oh, I just said say. that because it was ch- you said chunky. Okay, what do you say? Um, I don't know. Throw up. Uh, I yeah. But I, um, you know. Pretty, pretty pedestrian, I got to say. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Don't Feed get down fish. about it. But we did beat the fish. Feed the fish. Feed the fish. Yeah, I think I've heard that one before. Um, anyhow, we started out with the McNabb v. Aikman, but it quickly turned into a McNabb v. Eli conversation. And then from there, I jumped in with, I guess, maybe not necessary. I, it wasn't required, but they, they, once you're talking NFC East, Tony Romo better than Eli and Donovan McNabb by my measure. How say you, Eddie Spaghetti? You got involved sure. on Twitter, and then I agree with you on that. And then Chris Wessling jumped in, and then Chris Wes, you you got upset. I did not get upset. You didn't get upset. No, I think handsome. I, I'm, can I'm, you I'm, dig up those emails? Let's can, let's 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 <laughs> emails. See. I'm I mean, not tweets. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, not. I'm not them. upset at West. I'm just upset at like Twitter as a whole is just a pretty stupid place when you start debating sports. Here's, here's what I would say about. All of whether it's um, whether it's the the point you made about Lewis Riddick and other ESPN people coming it up. Somebody, so, a Carr. professional writer, said this is a fireable offense. Yes, exactly. <laughs> whether it's whether it's that aggressive. or or some of the people that came back at Eddie when he disagreed. And look, people have different opinions, and Eddie's a, a Giants fan, and people are going to be more kind of bonded to to players that play for their teams. That's understandable. Sure. Not everyone is is woke enough to uh, to kind of divorce themselves entirely from their 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 favorite things their favorite teams players whatever anyone or who comes right or, or people, wives or wives whatever anyone who comes at people on twitter and and cares as much as people seem to about the um you know eddie having an opinion that differs from theirs regardless of how expert they think they are at forming their own opinions i just am like just guys take a breath this is football it's a game mm-hmm. you are discussing it in a way that on on a social media platform, which is rife with other idiots talking about other topics in ways that get highly explosive. How about we just do it in a nice way and and give your opinion without it necessarily becoming a conflict? All right, where where's the good ones? Where's the best one, Spaghetti? When you is it, am I wrong about that? Uh, no, you're 100 percent right. Of and, course, and, and the, the biggest and, and people just seem to be a little bit too. Oh, also we we sucked in uh, our pals from uh, from CBS Sports, Brinson and Costas, who got into a little brush I mean, fire. Brinson, between... Brinson's so bad at this point; <laughs> it's like he's like a troll. It's like he doesn't. I don't even take seriously anymore. I just like I quote tweet and wrote classic because he. See, just, that seems, that seems like you are upset when you say stuff like I'm that. I'm upset spaghetti. with people who are clearly trolling, and he's never and ever spoke positively about any team from the New York area. He's always anti-Giants, uh, and even Costas always. So I, I know him a, a, a slight bit, uh, Nick Costas, and he like oh, he always makes fun of him for that. But the, my issue with the whole McNabb-Manning thing is the original point of the topic was, does McNabb belong in the Hall of Fame, or is he better than Troy Aikman? Basically, you're trying to figure out whose resume is the best, and it's 
inarguable that Eli's resume is far superior to Donovan right. McNabb's when you're trying to get into the Hall of Fame. So that's where the whole debate ends. And people seem well, to it's understand. Well, I don't know if it is necessarily where the whole debate ends. And I think this is where people get confused. It's like, there's resume. That's one thing you could look at. There's stats. That's one thing you could look at. Well, I include there's, the stats as part of the resume. There's, you know, and there are some people who are like, my eyeballs tell me sure. different. Okay, there's that That's what well. I do. Right, your eyeballs. All of those things can go into making your opinion. Sure. And you, the way you interpret what you saw of Donovan McNabb or Eli Manning could be different from what someone else sees. And it's fine. That's okay. Right. People have <laughs> Ultimately, be, yeah, There isn't fine. a right answer yeah. in, on this one. And if you believe passionately in your opinion and can defend it, then you're on to the right, resent, and so is the other person. I resent the people, though, who say, who cares? Why does it matter? Of course, if you are in the conversation, as I always say about myself, I like conflict. I like perpetuating conflict between other people. I don't like being in the conflict. By the same sort of measure, people don't like to be ultimately, I don't think mostly like being in or tangentially related to like if you argue Steve Young versus Ben Roethlisberger there there's some percentage of woke uh analysts who'll jump in with like why does it matter who cares who's how can't we just agree they're all great and go on with our day no then why are we watching the games and what's the point of any of it then it's it's all fun distraction fun debate subject sure. matter sure of but course. let's but let's the, not, me, the measuring stick is everything but let's it's, not live and die on it like that i, I get no, of course then let's don't, go home sure. and and take a deep <laughs> breath and, and talk personal. about something else don't right. chime in to say you don't care because that's yeah. what yeah, that's that's all, that's those those that's people annoying. that's like why bother if you don't care then stay out of it don't chime in to say you don't care but also it's like I also, and to go back to what I was saying about the resume thing, to to come in and be like, well, Donovan McNabb's per game stats are better. Well, if you ask Donovan McNabb, would he rather have Eli Manning's career to end up where he will be all-time Eli whenever he retires with the two rings, if not more, but I, I doubt it. He would trade his career for Eli's every single time. So that, to me, is the answer. Like, I just don't, I agree, the but there, there's the, nuance. The nuance is, and Brinson is correct when he says, yes, but... Uh, Romo would trade his career for Eli's sure. any day, and I agree with that. Yeah, he would. That's the, right. And I also think whether you think it's fair or not, Eli is going to the Hall of Fame and Romo is not because he won those big games sure. in January. So I am a QB wins guy, but I also can say with my eyeballs, I can say Tony Romo was the better NFL quarterback I, I argue. over the course I, of his career. I definitely wouldn't argue. I'm not, an e not, I'm not more a talented, as some people have gotten confused by. Some people said, so Cam Newton is more physically gifted than Tom Brady, so he's a better quarterback? No. Talent doesn't equal player, but I think that Romo is a better player. Tom Brady is a better football player than Cam Newton is. Sure. I, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not a huge not as talent biased guy. I can clearly say Romo was the better quarterback. Like I, I would take, you know, Michael Vick in his prime over Eli because of what he could do on the field. That is that being said, Eli's career is still better than ultimately than Vick exactly. and a lot of other players. I, I think I think the way to look at it as well is like what so Eli's peaks were higher than Donovan McNabb's peaks, sure. right? He Clearly. won Super Bowls, yes. and he had great playoff games, and he didn't he's had throw, better, up, and he's he didn't better throw up on the field in yeah. big moments, yeah. putting that aside. His, Eli's lows are lower than Donovan McNabb's lows ever got. Sure. And so Donovan McNabb's average game during his career was probably better than Eli Manning's, but Eli had the peaks that supersede anything that Donovan McNabb did. Well, I also... That would be the way I'd look at it. And then you can say, great, on if you picked, if you, for a, a week seven game in 2003, 
Who would you rather have? Probably Donovan McNabb for that one game. Mm-hmm. But whose career would you rather have? Probably Eli Manning. Let's exactly. look at it this way. Let's do it this way. 21st century, basically since Troy Aikman leaves, since he goes out of the NFL, let's win play show the NFC's QBs. I almost feel bad. This is a perfect Will Brinson conversation. Let's dial him up. See if you can dial him up, Spaghetti. The, I know it'll be tough for you. He's, he'd, put, he'd put Matt Ryan at one. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Rivers somehow gets on the list. Yeah, uh, you refuse. Look at Spaghetti. He's like, I have my dignity. I don't have. I don't have his contact info. We'd have probably set that up and get him on Skype. We take. We would. We would run past your twelve thirty uh, hard out. Will you tweet at him right now? Say we're doing this right now on DDFP and we need your input and uh, do it to yep. Costas as well. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So handsome. It- I start with you. The Redskins QBs in the twenty first century. I guess the best is Kirk Cousins. Is that right? Brad Johnson. Prime Brad Johnson with the Washington Redskins. Tough to be. <laughs> I don't even think that was his prime. Um, was Gus Farratt? That wasn't in the 21st Farratt century, and I don't think he would make century. the list anyhow. Wait, to, to clarify, you mean of all time? What if Alex no. Smith... Since when? Well, what's of the, all time. What's the cutoff date? Uh, 2000. 21st yeah, so century. since 2000, which since team 2000. has had the best group of quarterbacks? No, not, not, not the... Here's um, another question. Ali at the news desk has a pretty good uh, a pretty good going. series running right, right now. The best quarterback by franchise. And he, you know, listen, as usual with these things, they're thought starters and you don't have to agree with it, which is good because I don't agree with many of his conclusions. Many of his <laughs> conclusions are, are wildly accurate. But still, you should check it out at NFL.com. How about this? You know what? Why don't you call him? Think locally, act globally, act locally. Call him. <laughs> Think locally, act locally. Let's get him up here. Heaven forbid he'd be sitting at his desk right now watching the DDFP as we record. How about Bob Griffin the third? Can we put him in there? Okay, he had a great. He was the, his his at his height. He was, or maybe it's Donovan McNabb. <laughs> no, as we as we said two years ago, how crazy is it? How fast football moves? If I would have told you, oh yeah, it'll be collectively understood that uh, Kirk Cousins is the superior Redskins quarterback of the twenty first century. Um, well, go ahead. Call. Can you hit up uh, Ali too? Let's group think. I don't, think I don't thing. know who that is. Oh, look at that. Who's He's, up in his ivory tower? Yeah. Eddie's way too. Why don't you cool. send him an email? Or can you text him? I'll, I'll do something exactly. Um, Tell him to get himself to sixty-six ASA and P, and uh, and we'll do that. I'll go this way. Of the 21st century. What a lousy group is what you realize. I've I've just pulled up the Redskins quarterbacks from the 21st century. Um, So Brad Johnson was there to begin with. Tony Banks and Jeff George shared the job in 2001. Shane Matthews, Patrick Ramsey, and Danny Werfel. Mark Brunel was there for three years. Jason Campbell had a relatively prolonged Mark Brunel wasn't terrible there, right? Didn't he get them to the playoffs? He didn't, he didn't, He's not like, in the conversation anyway. Season. What are we talking about? It's Romo. Don't the Giants win automatically, though, because they had Kurt Warner, who's a Hall of Famer? But we're looking for the nah, best don't quarterback. Be, don't right? be wise. Don't be that guy. I'm trying to find loopholes. That's the only way to win. <laughs> he doesn't count. He didn't okay. do his best work there. It's the one place. Somehow you guys were the only people who couldn't figure out how to effectively use Kurt Warner, who's in the Hall the of Famer. The Giants list is easier. Right, you've got you've got Kerry Collins, two thousand through two thousand three, made a, Super Bowl. a year of Kurt Warner, and then Eli Manning since. So Eli Manning is definitely the Giants' representative. Is Eli better than Phil Simms, Spaghetti? I mean, most people consider Eli the greatest quarterback in Giants history, so I just take their word for it. I did not watch Phil Simms play. You've never seen Phil play a game. I mean, like 
Where's your like intellectual films, curiosity? Like you know why go back and watch a Super Bowl that I involves have. Phil yeah, Sims? I've seen like bigger games and NFL films types of. I've never watched like a full you know game recorded you know week seven from Phil. Who's Sims. better, handsome? Phil Sims, one game. All the marbles. Who do you want, Eli or Phil? I guess you got to go Eli, and that's why he goes to the he, Hall of Fame is because he's done his best yeah. work in in the big I game. Think you go Eli. So the Eagles. While Phil Sims also set the completion record in the Super Bowl, that was pretty clutch. Didn't Jeff Hostetler win one though? And how? Yeah, yes. took how one. would we regard Phil Sims' career had he not gotten hurt and replaced by Jeff Hostetler, who then ended up winning that Super yeah, if he'd Bowl? If he won the second the one, then Sims goes to the Hall of Fame as well. Well, I mean, yeah. And wait, by the wait, way, this wait. thing that Eli, the thing that continues to be ridiculous, Eli's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. Some people would contend it, then that he's not the best. I, I am uh, tempted to say he will be the most interesting test case to yet uh, to date that he's won those two Super Bowls. But we've seen him look so lousy. And maybe to my earlier point about good thing Donovan McNabb we didn't catch him on video throwing up or else we would regard him um uh we we would grade him a little bit lower on his career but um if it, you know if uh I I think if he I think he's gonna make it no matter what if he ends his career on like the path of his brother and how like Peyton looked when he ended and he like couldn't throw a football and the team was just being carried by the defense and they go like four and 12 or whatever, it's, it's going to definitely hurt him. They need, well, but, if he Plunkett, gets but the point is season. Plunkett's not in and Eli is far superior over the course of his career than Jim Plunkett was. People like to rewrite that right. stuff. Jim Plunkett, go back through his numbers. He was not a good quarterback not, for the vast uh, majority exactly. of his career, even in some of those Raiders years. Uh, so I go Romo one, Eli two, McNabb three by a whisker, and that's only because I'm looking at James. How about Michael Vick's best season as an Eagles quarterback? Oh, yeah. Michael Vick. Vick, I mean, again, it depends if we're talking about, you know, individual moments or Mm -hmm. or prolonged, because otherwise, obviously, McNabb takes it. But I would say that season, was it 2011, where Michael Vick was the the starting quarterback and and was, well, no, this before, I mean, he was the best fantasy player when he was with the Falcons. But he had one season in Philadelphia where he was, outstanding with Deshaun Jackson and and uh, and the team that they built there. And he was, I would argue, he's better that season than McNabb was for most of his career as an Eagles starter. He was, I mean, he was among... He threw the best pass I've ever seen in the NFL during that season. That's a fun subject, too, is the, as you carve up all these uh, different ways to classify quarterbacks and... But what was I don't know if if that quite gets it to say the best single season. But who was the most sort of like wow we've never seen this in the NFL before we've never seen this in pro football. Cool. It's it's like Patrick Mahomes. There's only Patrick Mahomes and to me Marina. Yeah. That's right. 1984 Marino, when he really took off, you, when you were watching the games, there was a visceral sense of like, wow, this is crazy. Like nobody's ever done this. It there felt like of Mahomes doing that last year. Right. It, it felt like pink. he was it felt like Marino, though, was throwing four touchdown passes a game. Like every yeah. game it was a given and he was torching teams and there were not well, outside four, of four like, touchdowns a game. Right. Outside of Dan normal. Fouts, there was not a ton of that sort of thing going on at that point in the NFL still though in the age of offensive, you know, pass first kind of stuff, Mahomes still felt that way last year, right? Yes. Trying to there were moments last year where Earl Campbell, because I'm older than you, Earl Campbell felt that way when he came in. It's like, wow, he, nobody can stop him. He's just mm-hmm. a bowling ball. He, like, he just is trucking guys week after week. That was a good one. The 85 bears, 
that's why, again, it's the visceral when you watched it. You like, well, what's anybody supposed to do yeah, about this? No, like, well, if you're the QB, as soon as he gets the ball, there there are eight guys falling on top of him. Right. There's no way you could do anything. And that's why I always say Marino would have torched that. That what you I, needed was Marino's I quick decision-making, quicker release. I think there were moments with Lawrence Taylor where it there were he got into – you know, for quarters of games where you would watch a game, you'd be like, okay, th- there's, uh, there's no point in, there's no way you can stop Lawrence Taylor at this stage of, you know, during the third quarter of this game because he mm. he can't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, he made getting a premier tackle an important part of the game. But Mike Vick is also in that yeah. category, sort of when you watched him at Virginia Tech, that this juggernaut Florida State team couldn't handle him. You thought, hey, he's going to get his once he gets down to that sugar bowl. Then then he'll see a real defense with NFL-level defenders chasing him, and he'll get exposed, and he was torching them. Then he gets to the NFL and is, and is great, but then the whole thing gets out of football. When he came back, that was, uh, for some reason, that was the, the greatest chapter of them all in terms of on-field performance. Watching him for those Eagles, when they plugged him in there, Kevin Cobb went out, he came in for that game and never looked back. How did their season end that year? What uh, year was that for the Eagles? 20... I'll just go. Oh, my uh, 2010, I, I'm going to say. I think that was the, the Packers over the Steelers uh, Super Bowl year, S- 45. Yeah, it was 2010 when he had the monster season. Who? Vic. Yeah, he was a pro bowler that year. So let's find out what the Eagles did. I'm trying to think of how they went out because they had uh, at some point during that season. six, they won the division. They lost to the They lost to the Cowboys. Cowboys. And yeah. Oh, da- was that when they played Dallas back-to-back weeks? Was that one of those wonky uh, end-of-season kind of things? Um, anyway, that's a, a, another list in progress. We'll put it into pencil. Are we getting uh, Ali on his way up here? We He's, got Brinson. No, sorry, yeah, they lost to the Packers. Packer, they lost to the Cowboys and Packers. That's what it was, Packers in the playoffs. Um, Brinson responded, said, Eagles first, Cowboys second, Giants third, Redskins a, with a big gap, uh, fourth. He said he's perfectly willing to hear the Giants being better than the Cowboys because of uh, the inconsistency in Dallas before Romo. That was his response. This is great. Look in the 21st century. See, we can still go old school and play some form of telephone. I'll throw right. one season. I know we brought up RG3 before, but just looking at how the, the roster of the Redskins in 2012 was kind of whatever, and he was a you know an actual, he was a rookie. His season with 3,200 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, only five picks, and then rushing for 800 yards uh, with seven rushing touchdowns is pretty incredible for what R- he did. I mean, RG3's uh, that season is probably one of the 10 greatest seasons by or 20 greatest seasons, but in the top three for best rookie QB Easily. seasons ever. Yeah, I totally agree. Cam is my one. And a 65% completion percentage, too. Which if you did it in your high. first season as a starter, Marino, <clears throat> well, I mean, he started games in the tail end of the preceding year, but as a first year as a starter, Mahomes would be up there. Um but RG3 and Cam Newton also yeah. um, have to be in that conversation. What else then, uh, Spaghetti? What else do we want to jump into here as we await David Carr? I want to hear if he ever threw up on the field, too. I just made a note of that. Wait, it's already 1222? Yeah, you're, you have a hard out. I know. So is, we, he, is he going to show or not? The meeting might have run long, but he was going to come up here immediately. But if we had a little bit more time, he might have made it. Okay. He also, he, he is um, underwhelming in terms of the eating. He may have just gone straight to get some lunch to catch up with you, Eddie, as a 
as a thick um, human being. Yeah, he's one of these people who watches his figure. Yeah, we have no time for people like that. Good. Eddie, the, on this list, did you put together this this plan for us today? I did. You have something here saying list a minor inconvenience you have recently encountered. Have you encountered a minor inconvenience? <laughs> I have. Just oh, a minor one. Yeah. It was uh, my debit card. Bank of America called me late last night and said that my debit card was compromised. Are you kidding? My, same with me. Really? Yeah. So they, they gave me, mm. they, they rattled up a bunch of, of uh, expenses I've done. I'm, it's like, oh, your gym membership. Like, yeah, like Ralph's grocery store. I'm like, right. yeah, it's me. Um, you seem to eat a barbecue lift. restaurants a lot. Yeah, I know. I, the, the, uh, I took <laughs> Someone a, a, a spent $1,000 on food this week. But then the weird one was a $0 charge. And I'm like, was this like some kind of online thing or whatever? And like, no, it was. It had to be in person. It was like something scanned my card. It was a weird name. And I was like, well, I did not use my debit card anywhere was it a yesterday. Long, was it a long um, thing of letters? It was like star dash okay. something. It was a weird thing. And and they and they said like the 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 guy at Bank of America was like, yeah, you had to use this in person for it to pop up like that. And I was right. like, I didn't. So he's like, all right, we have to cancel it now because this is clearly fraud. Oh, it's such an inconvenience. So then Same I had to thing go to happened to me. And now I have a temporary card, but I have a lot of plans this weekend, so I have to. I don't have an actual debit card for. Well, here's here's what happened to me, Eddie, which is one worse. Right? They emailed me and told me your card, your credit card, not debit card, has been canceled. Then they then I I got a new credit card in the mail yesterday. Try and you have to do this thing to activate mm -hmm. it. And when I got on there, they said, your card has been stopped because we've seen suspicious activity. And I was like, yeah, but I, I've only just got this card. I, can't, I haven't used it. And they were, well, someone has. And so they had to cancel the card that hadn't yet been used and send me another one. I was like, how, how is this story going to end? Am I just going to be continually sent new cards that will? And they're like, well, someone's been trying to use your card that's been declined. I was like, yeah, that's me because I was using the old card before I knew that you had canceled the card on my behalf. Who knows where that's going? A minor inconvenience. The security is great, but I, a part of me is just like I'd, I'd be, you know, whatever. Just if you want to spend a couple of bucks on mine, I, I'd rather just keep the card and just deal right. with it. Well, we have, uh, yeah, we have that I can put together a gigantic list. If you Dave, give me a week, I, can, no, no, no. We, that, I is, could come up with a hundred inside of but seven Dave's, days. You know, for those listeners who only get to experience Dave mm. in podcast form in any of his multiple podcasts that mm. he does. Dave, outside of the podcast, his entire life is listing minor inconveniences That's right. to his uh, no, Not just minor players. ones, to be no, fair. No, well, major well, ones, too. Well, they're minor to most people. They're right. major to you. Correct. Um, That's right. So that is Dave. I live in the now. Right. I'm, I'm just you're sharing living, my truth. You're sharing all Oprah of the Oprah told me I have to share my truth. truth. Well, that's all I'm your doing. Your truth is a bunch of a sequence of minor inconveniences. That's right. That's what you do. Hey, uh, very quickly, a couple of things. <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing that inconvenienced my eyeballs and my <laughs> enjoyment of the movie Back to the Future upon my 70 or 75th watching. Last night, we were looking at it, and uh, the little ones, you know, I watch it through their eyes, and so they, for some reason, became interested in watching Back to the Future. It's probably over their hmm. head. They're a little too young to really grasp. Time What's travel, happened? but anyhow, they wanted to look at it. So uh, it it has they a actually asked for it by name. No, I, I I came across and they said this one. I want to see this one. Oh, and uh, my little two year old girly, her new phrase is is like I want to watch this uh, for. Uh, uh, how does she say it? Uh, I want to watch this a bit more. A bit more. <laughs> two year old from Los Angeles. I want to watch this a bit more. You've been hanging out with the handsome man a bit yeah. more. 
Um, but I also noticed Marty McFly, you remember his, uh, he, his, uh, future father is up in the tree and he fall cause he's peeping Tomming his future mom, Marty McFly's future mom. And he falls out of the tree and Marty McFly sees him and he runs into the street and he pushes his dad out of the way. And then he gets hit by the car and he falls on the ground and bonks his head. And then next thing he knows he wakes up, he's concussed himself. He's just yeah. knocked himself cold on the, on, on the cement. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's out cold there and then nine and he wakes up with his future mom doting on him and uh, she said oh you've been asleep for nine hours i didn't know if you're gonna be all right like they don't take him to the hospital he just some kid they hit him with a car and he gonk conks his head on the ground and they don't rush him to the emergency room to check to see if he's got a cracked skull or or uh blood on the brain no we just thought we'd uh, we'd drag you your unconscious form up to a bed but this is and the, disrobe you but this is the 1950s 50s. yeah still I seems mean, inappropriate then, to me back then i feel like concussions were not a big deal next like, thing okay sleep it off i just wanted to point that one out okay next sean conlin can david run in of course he can run in he's welcome anytime yes. we had to ask him a few things yes david time is of the essence hello how are you it's the great David Carr. We're even more it's handsome yeah. now. It's exciting to see him. Handsome was uh, handsome. Hank was uh, by uh, somebody on Twitter. David Carr. I hope that's cool. Somebody pointed <laughs> out that handsome Hank is in fact handsome. That's not taking any of your shine, that, is it? No, no, that explains the name. So I mean that that makes sense. Okay. Hey, Carr. Um, <laughs> we'll shelve everything else. First question for you today okay. is: Did you ever throw up on the field? In my mouth or like out on like Donovan McNabb? No, I don't think so. He was sick. What do you mean sick? He was sick. Maybe he had the flu. Everyone's How do you know? Why are you here to be why his apologist? Be, why does he have to be out of shape? He's a professional football player. I didn't think, I he, was think he was out of shape. shape. Wasn't it fear? Wasn't it? Yeah. It was the Super Bowl, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was, this late. was a the big Super Bowl, moment. Though, what do you think he was? Like in the first couple minutes, the fear thing. Wait a second. In the fourth quarter. So what was your theory on that? I mean, he's, I don't know. He didn't feel good. Got a tummy no, I ache. think he thinks that actually he is out of shape, but he's trying not <laughs> to have to say that out loud. That must be. Yeah, I think he was out of shape. Really? I you do. think that was the problem? Yeah, like, and it was the two-minute drill. Because look, I've been I've been in like the huddle where you start to call a play and you're trying to get and you get cotton mouth and you're like, oh, I'm dehydrated. I didn't realize I was dehydrated. And then yeah, you, know, you still you fight through it. You don't throw up on the field, but I mean, he was out of shape. Do you lose the huddle if you do that? <laughs> Do, do, do your like teammates spatially? Like, do you just do you know what? I, well, we yeah, talked about that already, does. right? I, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think like Brian Westbrook? I'm not calling him out, but do you think a guy like Brian Westbrook's like? I mean, how are we supposed to go forward? Right. This, I mean, this is our, this gonna, is the lead, this is our leader. He's puking in the big moment. Yeah, it's inevitable for us to lose this game when our our, our leader just threw up. On the just threw but up. then, even in the off season, you're like, hey, come on, we got to figure something else hey, out. Let's here. This can't last work. Couple sprints, real quick, Donovan. You want to join us? Like, still on the shape thing. Hey, the next question is David Carr. <laughs> the next question for you is: We've been debating after the I, I whatever small part I played in what happened to you in the Joe Montana isn't a top 10 quarterback all time. <laughs> I brought that upon myself. I, I do. I do fault. feel okay. Cause I did light. say that you brought I, it to light. I did I tell you in the moment. Don't way. do that. You did. You said, don't do it. I said, I felt this way since I was 12. Okay. So personally. you're, you know what you are though. You like, and this isn't calling you out in any way. I hope okay. I feel like you admire most. Some people, I, you know what? Reggie Wayne is one of these guys. I think this is the human condition. In fact, you admire most what you what your skill set is right yeah joe montana doesn't didn't have your skills and on some level you know you were a more talented guy in a better situation you should have uh been in deep playoff runs and so on yeah i think that's exactly right 
right? Yeah, for sure. I think that, and I mean, guys have that conversation all the time. I, I look back and I look at where Ben Roethlisberger was drafted, and I'm like, why couldn't I go to Pittsburgh at 16 or wherever he was drafted? I mean, that's that's a pretty good situation. So yeah, absolutely. And there's also, I mean, there's something to it when you know physically, like if Joe Montana were to show up with the top 50 guys. And you didn't know who those guys were. And you started throwing the ball. You'd pick Joe Montana like in the bottom half of that group to play quarterback for you. That doesn't say that he wasn't excellent at reading defenses and ran Bill Walsh's system to perfection. I mean, he did. He's great at it. He didn't lose in the Super Bowl. So there's, but but if you're just going to grab him and hand pick guys, especially if you've played that position, you realize that man, it'd be really nice to have Dan Marino's ability. It'd be I would have loved to have John Elway's. You know, until you grab. There's not much about Joe Montana where you're like, oh yeah, I wish I would have had his. Well, I talked Not to really Steve sure. Mariucci about this, who supports you, and he says this. Mooch's point is, if Steve Young in 1979 is 21 or whatever and gets drafted by Bill Walsh and is plugged into that system, that he would have won four Super Bowls as well. I agree with that. Interesting. I wonder if they drafted him at the same time, who wins in training camp. He's not he really much younger, job. as a matter of right, fact. Yeah. He's, I think he's 82. He yeah. leaves BYU yeah. or maybe 83. So he's not like he's, you know, a right. decade, um, the junior of, of Joe Montana. But the other one that's now come up, David Carr, okay. is uh, Eddie Spaghetti got into a little, uh, a little brush fire with our own Chris Wessling. Because I said that, but you heard this McNabb business about he yeah. thinks he's as good as Aikman or yeah, better than I, Aikman. Unfortunately, I did hear that. And he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Now that you don't right. agree with. I don't agree with that. Okay. He now, threw up on the field in the Super Bowl. I heard about that. Okay. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Um, McNabb, it turned into McNabb v. Eli. Now, I know you like Eli, but oh, who's... Oh, wow. I'm very partial to Who's Eli. the better? Who's the better QB? Uh, you're going to do this to me. Uh, Eddie's already been in the heat. I who's guess. the better quarterback? A lot you, of heat. Eli Manning's not even... It's not even close. Not close. Not even close. I mean... Donovan's okay to... Donovan's a more talented football player. If you go out and you're going to play street football, you're going to pick Donovan McNabb. I'm not talking about who's a more gifted athlete, because that's how you get sideways. Who, in terms of deed, over the course of whatever it's been, a a decade, decade and a half for these two high-end quarterbacks, both won divisions, both went to Super Bowls. It's not like one guy was a complete flop. You would argue that... By the way, Don McNabb, more career uh, playoff victories, I think, than Eli Manning. So you can't say he was a bust in the postseason. He just didn't win the big game, and he also couldn't come up big in the NFC title games. I mean, you would argue that Philadelphia had football teams that should have won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, but I... The Giants had teams that probably shouldn't have won the Super Bowls that they won, but they did because of the quarterback. Yeah, but he was throwing the guys like Todd Pinkston. I mean, he never had he never had a good QB. I mean, good wide receiver. Say one year, who did one year? He had To. He had the one year, and he went to the Super Bowl. Eli had a guy named Steve Smith. That's not our Steve Smith. That was his best guy. he had Plax. He had Plax was good. Leg. He had, I mean, he had Plax. Mario Manningham. Mario Manningham. I mean, he, Mario good, Manningham good was years. not as big as your tripod here. <laughs> and he, he found a way to find a little window. In the okay, side. let's throw another one in. Tony Romo. I, I, th- I like Tony's game. Tony, Tony didn't manage situations at the end of the game as well as he does in the booth, personally. But, right. So I think that's what got him in trouble. He just tried to make too many plays. He was too. He's uh, a curious he case was, though because he also guy. has the most fourth quarter comebacks too. So he made a lot of plays, but then like for whatever reason, when he really needed it, it, it just didn't go his way. Like if if honestly, Des caught it right. I mean, that's right. That's my I mean, point. If he makes that, you, we do not talk he about made the Romo. Throw, he, made the, he made the play. It just didn't get called. I mean, he's he's a couple of years too too early with the with the situation. But 
I thought Romo was a good quarterback. It's a pleasure to see you. I'm sad that I have to be a heel and leave here. No, no, no. Listen, hopefully we'll do it again uh, sooner rather than later. We can carry on without you, you, If you guys want to, you're more than welcome to. I do want to arrange Derek. I want to take – what about me and you get in the car and take Derek to training camp? Uh, He would love that. He would do that? Yeah, we'd do it. What a a thing that could be. Yeah. What a travelogue for Uh, all of time in the car with the cars to training camp. Would you want Antonio to be a part of it? I know he likes to take alternate means of transportation to training camp sometimes. No. (laughs) I want Derek, A.B., David, and Dave. What a drive that'll be. I think it'd be glorious. Eddie and I will sit in the trunk. Listen. I'm not playing games with you. Do you want to do that? If you want to make it happen, I can make well, it happen. How am I going to make it happen? Who am I? <laughs> I, mean, I hey, say, Derek. Yeah, I'd like to do it. I'd make a phone call. Okay. Yeah. If you want to do that, I think we should do it. I think it'd be Is blast. everything going nicely with AB up there? They like it's each other? So far, there's no games played yet. So it's, it's Everybody's happy, though? So far, so good. John Gruden singing songs about AB? He loves him. Did they go a little too far with Incognito? It's not enough to have AB and Perfect. Now you got to do Incognito, too? I mean, they've already gone... It's, it's, I guess you know it, it's you're a mess. You're you're caught out in the rain without an umbrella. Let's just get wet. I know, right? We're casting we're we're casting the monsters here. What, 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 now we got we, we need that role filled. Doesn't right. matter. All right, listen. I got to run, but it's been a pleasure to see everybody once again. Sorry, it was a little uh, scattered, but I think ultimately a fun yeah, show, right, Eddie Spaghetti? Min- still got forty two minutes. All right. it was a fun one. Hey, uh, good to see you, David Carr. Thanks see for you. joining. Watch him on Total Access. Oh, you'll have something to react to. Who's going to win on Thursday's Total Access? Who's going to win the breakup, the three way breakup? Bell, Brown, or Roethlisberger? Oh, wow. We'll get into that after you see Mike it, David Tomlin. Carr. For now, for Handsome Hank, Eddie Spaghetti, Thin Slice of Heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.